In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 327 of the Carl Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Joe from the Carl Jomez Podcast. Yeah you are buddy, what's up? Oh my god, Gomez, are we going to do this this time? What are we going to do? A podcast. Yes, we are, that's what we're here to do. We've been trying for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Uh, I don't know. I've had some microphone issues, but I believe so far so good. I've had issues too. I've had issues with patience, with tenacity, with the world. I've had issues oh. with the world. Who doesn't? Mm, not happy. I'm I'm not happy with the technology. This is supposed to be America. Isn't this America? Sorry, I thought this was America. America ain't shit, bro. Our technology is failing us. Failing us in 2022. I was just telling Shiloh this. She's watching Disney Junior. This shit ain't in HD, bro. Wait, it's what? fucking it's yeah. She she's like the TV looks weird. I'm like I know this is channel. I don't understand. It's I, coming in, you know, the four by three. She's like, why is it not taking up this whole screen? She doesn't understand. <laughs> oh. How does Disney put a product on the channel? I don't get it. I think it, I think it's, it's our not, cable. Is it new programming? Yes, it's Bluey. It's the newest of programming. Bluey, mm. everyone's favorite thing. Yeah, Bluey's pretty over, huh? People love it. It's a great show. It is. It's, it's like a very the, the, fun show. The Sami Zayn of Disney. Oh, Sami Zayn's very over too. Yes, those. <laughs> it's a perfect comparison. Oh, you excited? Did People you love see? their Bluey. They love their Sami Zayn. Did you see Sami Zayn's going to be in a match next week? No, of course not. No, I thought he just. Listen- um, I thought like the whole thing is that he just makes the other guys laugh. He does, and it's great. But he wrestles sometimes, and he's going to be in a tag match, and he's going to be facing Kevin Owens, and John Cena's coming back. Really? Yeah, he pops in every once in a while. So is is Sami Zayn against Kevin Owens and John Cena? No, I think he's with Roman Reigns. I think it's him and Roman Reigns against Against Kevin Owens and... Wait, wait, it's Owens and Reigns or Sami Zayn and Reigns? They're setting up Owens and Reigns for Royal Rumble, so it's oh, so he needs a friend. So Kevin Owens called John Cena, I guess, is his friend. So they're gonna be tag partners. If they were, if they're like gonna be a real team from now on, would they be called Zanes? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they can be called Zanes. You get it? It's it's a it's it's combining the names. I like combining names, like Jomez. That's that's us. <laughs> that's that's one too. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, look at that. We talked about wrestling to start the show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Enough of that. <laughs> our, our new favorite team, Zanes. Enough of that. How you doing besides technology failing us? Uh, Gomez, everything is awful. I hate this oh. time of year. I hate Christmas. Oh, always no. have. Always oh. will. Oh. Uh, and since this is uh, going to be our Christmas episode, um, Merry Christmas to all you people who don't hate it. Uh, happy uh Candlestick day to the Jewish peoples. Yeah, that's still going on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know how that works. Uh, you would think with the amount of Jewish girls I've dated over the years, I would have <laughs> at least absorbed some of Hanukkah by osmosis. But nope. You break up with them before Hanukkah, so you don't got to get them eight gifts. Uh, they break up with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I didn't I haven't absorbed the Hanukkah stuff. You see, you see, you didn't even know you forgot Hanukkah, and this is what happened. Like he forgot Hanukkah again. I can't keep doing this, grandma. <laughs> or booby. They call them booby. And... <laughs> Yo, what was the what's the movie with uh James Franco and Seth Rogen of the pot guys? A pineapple, pineapple express. express. Yeah, and like uh when people go to buy weed from James Franco, he's always talking yes, about how close he is with his booby. He is. He loves his booby. That's why he's doing it to make sure she's taking care. Yeah, over at the uh, old lady home. Oh, goodness! See, that's the kind of chat you don't get anywhere else, folks. No, booby. We learned about Hanukkah because Shiloh learned about Hanukkah, so she wanted to come home and tell us. So, uh. She said, oh, let's watch, because in school, they watch a lot of YouTube. Like, they, they watch videos and stuff like this in, okay. in class. They watch so, YouTube.com slash Jojo's? Uh, I don't believe that's approved for uh, first grade, second grade, but we will, uh, I'll look into it. I'll yeah, yeah, send, send a note, uh, like a because, strongly worded note. You know, now that I think of it, they were doing food around the world. They could just show you. Around Orlando. Like you eat, but Italian chicken sandwich. I'm sure yep. you ate some kind of barbecue sandwich from Arby's. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> you know. I had fish from the sea, so I've gone <laughs> underwater to get it. I'm I'm basically like a Jacques Cousteau, but like of detective people. Oh, interesting. Because <laughs> I'm solving cases about. How this food tastes. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? That's why you do those. Things. Yeah. <laughs> detective shoes on. I'm, the do- I'm doing detective or gum shoes. <laughs> gum shoes. <It's> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gum shoes. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. I'm a fan already. <laughs> That's I, uh... the name of the episode this week. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna solve mysteries from now on about everything. Love it. I love a good mystery. Don't you love a good mystery? I love solving them. (laughs) 
when you watch a mystery movie, do you try to solve the case or are you just like involved and you just going along for the ride? Well, it's part of my DNA. Is you just can't to, help it, right? I can't help but try to you jump. You just to the fucking end. see it. I get it. You just like, duh, it's right there. Like, you know, uh, so, some of us, when you think about it, like me, Castle, Sherlock Holmes, um, Tesla, we all have this way of just being able to jump to the end and contribute to society in positive ways. God bless. We thank you for that. We we yeah. thank you for your service. 2023 is going to be a big year for gumshoes, I think. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, it's a fun episode already, boys and girls. <laughs> no one wants to hear us talk about Avatar. They want to hear about gun- gumshoes. I don't know. You could solve the case. Of Maybe Avatar? A... Yeah, yeah. It's a movie. It's in the theaters. If you want to see it, it's there. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Next. Did you see uh what's on mysteries? Netflix that uh that murder show. Remember that murder show with Will Arnett where they do the Yes where he comes up with the guest stars one... in every episode. I saw they did one for Christmas. Who killed Santa? Woof. With the <laughs> I I mean I gotta look at the evidence, but it's got what's his name? What's the guy from Arrested Development? The you know the main Will guy. Arnett, Jason Jason Bateman. Oh, right? Jason that Bateman. Okay, I couldn't think of his name for a minute. I thought you meant Will Arnett, and I'm like, you literally uh, just... <laughs> the guy. <laughs> the guy. It's got the guy from Arrested Development with Will Arnett, and I'm like, well, yeah. Don't need to be a gumshoes to figure that one out. Will Arnett not really doing a lot, huh? He does a lot of voiceover work now. Okay. And if you notice, whenever he does do something, he looks like he aged very suddenly. (laughs) Uh, Because I'm trying to think, like, besides that, he does the, uh, I don't really watch it, but he's the host of the Lego show. Well, he's very involved with the Lego stuff because he's also the voice of Lego Batman. Yeah. And he does, like, multiple voices, like, throughout their, like, Lego universe. Mm, That's awesome. There's a Lego in Orlando or something? Is there a Lego There's land a Lego there? land outside of Orlando, yeah. You been there? Is it all right? I've never been, actually. Maybe I should go. You, you want to go? go? I want you to go and tell me if I should go. <laughs> okay. Because I went to the one, and they opened one in New York, and it was fun, but it was kind of... Shiloh was a little big. I mean, she's only seven, and it was. I felt like it was a little. It was kind of like oh, uh, more more people. of a little kid park. Yeah, like I don't like know one of See, one or two things. The thing her. is, like, I appreciate Legos when they're like fully built and like someone did something really impressive with them. But I do not number one care about Legos for myself, and like I don't want to ride a roller coaster that's made of Legos because I just don't know if that is really safe. <laughs> Well, you would love Legoland, though, because they have, if it's the same type of thing throughout the park, they just have things built out of Legos, like not just. Yeah, like, and that's, be, that's fine. around town and stuff. They had a, but I could, a they have that at downtown Disney. They have down to, you go to downtown Disney and see a Lego statue of Mickey Mouse. But was there a Lego version of City Field? Well, no, With not a Disney. Home Run Apple? Oh, you see? No, but they probably wouldn't be at the Legoland here. So They're then probably... you get to you get to see Marlins Park with the fucking statue. No, I guarantee it'll be like, oh, here's I four traffic. 
just a bunch of cars. <laughs> yeah, just just a bunch of cars sitting in a parking lot. That's not fun. You can't do that. Come on. Mm. So yeah, please check out Legoland. Let me know, bro. You're gonna put that on your agenda for your your big trip coming up in a, f- a few months. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I mean, it's mostly Disney centric. But I mean, maybe we could fit it if Legoland is the bomb. I mean, of course, we're gonna have to cancel Disney and just go to Legoland. Like, no, duh. no, we're not gonna do that. No, like, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to no fucking Legoland. Come on, you you love it. I don't know if you love it, but <laughs> you know, no, you might I would, enjoy I would go. Things. Like, don't get me wrong, I I would go. Like, I'm I'm not gonna not go. But like, I also don't feel like I want to make a special trip there. Like, if 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 other people were going and we're like, "Hey, what are you doing? Why don't you come tag along? There might be mysteries." I'd be like, "All right, I'll, I'll come to Legoland." How far away is it from there? From me, probably um, maybe a little over an hour. Oh, that's that's a ride to go to fucking Legoland. I get it. That's about the same for me upstate. It's about it's about an hour and a half. Mm. Like the thing is, like I said, I don't have the interest in it. But like, you see all these like cool Lego play sets that they make now. That I love Legos. They're, they're just like, so expensive. I they're just... very expensive. You got to go on Zavi and get you know your discounts and stuff. It's crazy man. I mean, oh. Zavi got some crazy. If you're a Lego person, hit up Zavi. Z a v v i dot com. It's all pop culture stuff and toys and whatever. But like sometimes they have some crazy sales on. I'm gonna have to check that Lego out. sets. I'm, I want to get stuff. Even stuff for Shiloh is expensive. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah, seventy dollars to make a lion. Get out of here, yo. And Lego was a brand that it wasn't that long ago where it felt like it was dead, bro. No one talks about Legos. Legos when we were growing up, like it was popular, and then like Legos just was nothing for a while. And then boom. And then uh, really like I would say once they started doing the branded stuff, the Harry Potter and then the Star Wars, and that kind of brought it back to where now you you get the the home alone house. Did you see that? Yes, it's insane. Yeah, the the Simpsons like one like this stuff is crazy. It's beautiful. Like and it's not for me. Don't get me, you know, I'm not gonna buy it, but for those of you who are into that, I mean it's awesome. I love it because I'm into puzzles. I like to make puzzles. So a Legos it's a three D puzzle, bro. Do you remember like mural puzzles? So you, I, I, like, I, and this is, I just saw someone post about it on a, like a vintage toy site. It was a GI Joe thing, but it was mm-hmm. a puzzle, but there were also three other puzzles that if you had all four, they could all be connected into a giant oh, mural. So it could be, it could just be one puzzle on its own, but if you really wanted Broken to go nuts, up. You could get these other three, and they would all connect. That's pretty cool, though. I like that. I remember that, and once I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I do remember this." And um, because I used to like jigsaw puzzles as a kid, I used to do them all the time. Like we used to always have one on our kitchen table and stuff. That's great. But it was just like, oh man, like. But then, what do you do with it once it's done? Like you just put together this awesome mural. I almost feel like you would have to like glue it all in the back, and then. Like People if I were do. to do that today, yeah, I know they do. But if I were to do I that would, today, I nice mean, like if I yeah. was able to get these GI Joe 1987 puzzles, then maybe I would kind of think about putting that together and maybe hanging sure. it above my fireplace. But of course, where else would it go? You That's... know, it would be. I'd have to move the 
the uh, portrait of Burt Reynolds. I don't know where I'd put it, but, you know. Maybe over your bed. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it is him. It's the one of him on the bearskin carpet. So and definitely over the bed. Because you want to you want to be inviting, but you also want to you also want your guests to know they're about to get fucked. Why else are they there? Yeah. You don't come into my bedroom without, you know, signing the waiver that I know I'm about to get fucked. (laughs) Sign that non-disclosure, right? Yeah, the NDA. Yeah. You can't be talking about what happens in this bedroom, bro. Yeah. Gift baskets. That's a hush, hush, hush. Oh, my God. I should start giving out gift baskets. Nah, that's too much work, bro. What are you doing? Well, I I, I would like the idea of having to, like, set it up. Like, what do we put out? I, like, just kind of, you know, what's going in Like, what's going to go in the there? gift bag? What would go in my gift basket? Probably put an 8x10. Uh, 8x10 was the first thing I was going to say. <laughs> What else? A trading card. I was going to say probably a, a major wrestling figure podcast trading card. Your He-Man comic maybe, right? You send him with a collectible, you know why? right? I would have a high-res 8x10 of the cover of that there and include go. that as the 8x10. So you would get a, a Renegade Raid cover of an as an 8x10 signed by Magistrate Joe Shoes. It's a great um, idea. I've always oh, wanted to do the condoms where my face was on the on the reservoir. <laughs> so you would get like I a, love it. <laughs> you'd get a nice uh you know, like a prophylactic to take home because you know, safe sex is the is the best kind. Ew, what? Oh yeah. I'm 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 big on the condoms. The best guy. You fucking yeah, I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was swimming in raw sewage. I love it. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, and then maybe some assorted snacks and treats. Maybe like uh, if a holiday is close by, I'll put like the Reese's. Like right now it's Christmas. I'll put the Reese's peanut butter trees. Those are always great. Oh, so you're going to be those? seasonal, huh? Uh, yeah, it's a seasonal gift basket. So that way people want to come back and have more sex. Oh. That way they were able to get the different basket. <laughs> I got to get that 4th of July basket. <laughs> and it's to. just, you got, it's just penis fireworks. Oh, penis macaroni. I like that. You yeah. Pe- that's, that, that's yeah. Good. That'll be Ooh. for springtime, you know, for new beginnings. Be penis themed, you know, inserts. You need to replenish yourself after, you know, the yes. gauntlet that you went through in the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe you know. I once tweeted Bill Cosby, and I said, oh, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> well, I said not even because like I wanted to talk shit or anything. I was genuinely interested, like where he was still able to get quaaludes. It's true. <laughs> it, you know, it's not. It's not like it's very easy to come by these days. And I was genuinely wondering, and this motherfucker blocked me, and. <laughs> I wonder, like, and I wasn't trying to be slick. I just genuinely wanted a hookup on product. Like, I don't think I was really asking for a lot. But what if I email, if I tweet Derek Jeter and I say, yo, like, what did you put in the baskets? Like, give me some ideas here. What's the worst that can happen? You get blocked by Jeter. Oh, no. Oh, no. Fuck that. Send it, bro. Come on. We. I would love to know. 
I can't believe not one person's ever like why has like, like we up. we know that the baskets exist, but I've never seen like a picture of them or what what kind of what kind of stuff is on the inside. Like it, did Jeter do seasonal baskets? Uh, did he think that far ahead? But the thing is, he's got a fucking team of people to do this for him, like. You know, in like the first Iron Man movie when he's like hooking up with other girls and Pepper Potts would basically come in and be like, oh, here's your laundry. Here's the can yes. money. Here's breakfast. Get the fuck out. Like yes. you have like Jeter's assistant coming in there with like a fuck, you know, in an Easter Bunny costume, holding a fucking gift basket and some hard boiled eggs with your name written on them. <laughs> like it's the kind of shit like I need. I need an assistant who's going to fucking hard boil some eggs. I love it. Just uh just an assistant for the gift baskets and getting the girls out the door. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, they always say the best thing about about prostitutes is is that they know when to leave. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know, I'm a very desirable individual. It's very hard to get people out. You know, sometimes they just want to cuddle. They love to cuddle, Joe. And don't get me wrong, I'm a great cuddler. I'm probably the colossus of cuddling. Oh, that's. That's high honors. Come, that's wow. But that. you know, I will say that there are times where I too would like to be the little spoon. <laughs> you just got to be. You got to be vocal. Communication, right? Communication that's the key. is the key. You know, I'm the. Oh, I'm the communicator of communication. <laughs> And I just feel like we should be at a, a level in this relationship where you should be comfortable to express your needs and your wants. That's it. It's Don't an experience for the both of us. I'm not a selfish lover here. Never that. We're in this together. Come on. And, and we do the song. We sing. There's a lot of together songs, though. Like, they, we, that's why I didn't say what song. That, yeah. That's open-ended. You can you do a whole concert. <laughs> He's the set list tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Uh <laughs> great episode tonight, guys. Let's call it. Let's call it right here while we we'll stop while we're ahead. Well, we got some fun stuff to talk about, Joe. I thought we already did. No, I need to hear your your deep inner thoughts about. About our blue friends. Well, I cannot wait. <laughs> then I say we just dive right into it. Let's go, baby. All right. Woo. Avatar 2, Electric Boogaloo, the, the Shape of Water. I wish it was the Shape of Water. Wait, what is this called? The Way of the Water. Way uh, of water okay, the from. Shape and Way of the Water. So there's a bunch of, of fish blue guys now. Yes. They're like light skin. They're light skin blue. They're like teal, kind of like, like Selson blue. <laughs> Selson blue. What a fucking old man reference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, and you knew buddy. what it was. <laughs> of course. Uh, Avatar 2, we're reintroduced to uh, our double main man, Jake Sully. He's living with his Avatar family now. He has Avatar wife and Avatar kids, and they're doing Avatar things. But his his nemesis is brought back from the dead thanks to the magic of DNA. And now yes. they're on the hunt to exterminate Jake Sully. 
and he's got to go into hiding amongst the water avatars. He used to he hit mm. the people we met in part one are forest people. Forest, they're the tree guys. Yeah, they're yeah. the tree avatars or the the tree navi, the forest navi. Yes. Now we go to the water navi. So obviously, next part three, we go to space. I think we're gonna um, have fire. We're gonna have the fire navi. Okay, and then and when do we have the mole people one on the undergrounds? Uh, I maybe part four. Okay, sweet, sweet. I'm glad. Um, and so now we get the story of uh, this guy just trying to protect his family, and it's it's part Fast and the Furious because you want to know how important family is, but it's also it's part family. that one episode of South Park where the the lice are alive in the little kid's head, and that that one guy just wants to protect his baby. <laughs> this movie is, hey. Having kids is the worst because all they do, <laughs> all is they do, get, is get you in fucking trouble. All they fucking do. This whole movie would have been avoided if there was no kids. All the kids do is fucking get them in trouble. It's unbelievable. <laughs> My goodness. They they getting close to monsters. They're bringing them home. They get into other fights with other families in school. And the neighbors uh, don't like them. How many them, times are you going to get kidnapped? Them? What are we oh, doing? Oh, fucking terrible. <laughs> like, now I know how uh, the Princess Toadstool's family feels <laughs> watching her get fucking kidnapped every fucking day. Like, what are we doing? Stop it. Stay away. Oh, my goodness. So, I will say, I don't know what the bad guy's name is. Like, I'm very bad with names. I, I forget all the... So I remember I know the names and then I forget them. So I was gonna ask you if you remembered anyone's name. Other than I would literally Jake have to go Sully. look. So even in the moment when they're saying like the kids' names, I'm like, I don't know what he just said or how it's I would even attempt to spell it. You know, like I like I kinda but I'm not. Like a lot of times it just sounds that they put a bunch of letters into a hat and then pick them out one by one. I mean it is technically. So but the bad guy here. So he's the you know the white man. Humans ruin everything, as we know. Yeah, uh, that's a big topic in this movie. Humans do ruin everything, but they bring sure. the bad guy back, and when he turns into a Navi, I'm sitting there going, and and for the entire two and a half hours or two hours and forty minutes of this movie, it's very fucking long, but for the entirety of this movie, every time they cut to this motherfucker, I go, holy shit. That looks like when Sean Bradley got turned into a monster in Space Jam. Bro, that's hysterical. That's it's, it's, yes, yes, he does. It He's looks like a, it looks like a live action Sean Bradley as a monster. Hundred percent. That's so fucking funny. Cause the Navi, like you forget. See, in this movie, you forget because like for the most part, they're they're around the same people. But you know, they're like nine feet tall. So when there's a human there. You've realized how big and lanky these fucking monsters are. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> and he's got like the crew cut and he's everything. Got the he's got the soldier cut. Yeah. <laughs> Hysterical. So that's oh. all. And then, so you know, I have bad eyesight. Um, There's the one little human boy, Spider. Yeah, fucking jerk. Who off. got left behind after the first Avatar invasion or human invasion of Avatar. Uh, Pandora, and because he was a baby at the time, he couldn't be sent back through the portal or whatever to go back yes. to Earth. Can't go in hyperspace or some shit. So he ended up kind of growing up amongst the Navi, 
but I thought for sure it was fucking Joey Janela for a long time, probably like <laughs> 30, 30, 30 minutes into the movie. I'm like, is Joey fucking really like, I've known Joey a long time. So I'm like, what a break for this kid. I'm like, like I really was, I really was happy for him. I'm like, fuck man, way to book that fucking part. Sadly, no. It's a far more annoying kid. <laughs> um, now listen, you and I have both been outspoken with our feelings on the first one. I think I like it probably a lot less than you do. Sure, I rewatched. Did you rewatch it? I absolutely not. I did, and it's fine. It's a fun. It's okay. It's fun to look at. It's not great. It's it's okay. Now with this movie, part two, the way of the water. Did you see it in any kind of special effect theater or presentation? Well, I saw it in, yeah, I saw it in uh, X Plus, which is a my IMAX. Okay. So I basically saw it in IMAX in the 3D. I saw it in 3D. Yeah. Now, I don't always choose 3D. I usually try to avoid 3D. I can't remember the last time I saw a 3D movie. The only times I go to 3D showings are when when the time of the showing suits me best. I got you, yeah. But I did see this in 3D. And let me tell you, as someone who does not particularly like 3D, if you do have the opportunity to see this in 3D, fucking go see it in 3D. The movie is spectacular looking. Like, it is amazing. This is is what 12 years of CGI work. Like, wow. I felt at times that I was... now. I, I now let me. I'll finish this thought in a second. You said last week or the week before that it was filmed a different way. The high frame rate, yeah. The high frame rate, and, and you I said, said it was probably gonna, affect, Yeah, it did. It messed you up a hundred percent because a lot of times there are quite a few scenes in this movie where it almost feels like I'm watching a cutscene in a movie, uh, a cutscene in a video game. I'm sorry, a yeah. cutscene in a video game. Or like if I'm on a ride at like Universal and now we're up to the part where they're showing yes, the thing on the 100%. screen. So so as I'm watching this, it would kind of take me out. But at the same time, whenever, especially it would go into the forest at the beginning and when you're under the water, the way these things would pop off the screen made you feel completely immersed in quite a few of, I don't want to say it's the entire movie. It's not the no, entirety not. of the movie. But there is more than a handful of times where you almost feel like this thing is all enveloping you and you're just as, as big a part of it as anyone in the movie. Now, this that's what I want to hear. Because, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, storylines don't matter and stuff like that. But it seems like with this movie, a lot of it is like, yo, just look at how fucking pretty this shit is. That's all there is to this movie. I will you say... Know? I did not like the first one. I call it She's All That in Blue. I stand yes, by yeah. I yeah, stand by the fact that part two, story-wise, not much better. Um, it's any other, any movie you've ever seen about a guy just trying to keep his kids away from the enemy that he's pissed off. It just so happens that the, uh, these are space blue people. Yeah. This could be any any movie about a family man just trying to keep his yeah, kids it's, out of trouble. Yeah, it's Commando with John Matrix yeah. trying to get his daughter back from Bennett, 100%. and he's going to let it's, off some steam. In that sense, it's not it's it's not reinventing anything. It's it's just it's a pretty story, you know, 
uh, cookie cutter, just one, two, three. You know, yeah. there's nothing to it. Hundred percent. I. You know, they try that. to make it so that there's this deeper meaning. Sure. Yeah. And he's trying. I. But it no. doesn't. I don't think it's all that successful. I don't think it's, no, it's not. It's it. It's not going to be the worst movie you ever see, but it might just be the prettiest movie you'll ever be able to look at. I mean, yes. this was this just for the experience of seeing it and feeling like you were in the middle of it. It's really something to behold. This is why I was excited for the movie. I don't care about Avatar, but I knew it was going to be amazing to look at and so i wanted to make sure that i saw it in the movie theater because it's not you know it'll look nice on our tvs of course yeah but we all have beautiful this, tvs now but it's not this gonna is be different yeah this is different and so that's why i made it a point i'm very happy that you're saying what you're saying because that's why i wanted you to see this movie when it came out not like oh, i'll see it on disney plus so i'm very happy that you at least were like wow this movie's fucking crazy uh, how was your theater experience? Was it uh, crowded? Because you know, no, my, yeah. I was one of four people in the theater, but I went to a nine a.m. showing. Yes, yeah, so I went to a ten a.m. showing, and there was maybe ten other people in there. You know, it's mm. a really big theater because it's the IMAX, so it's huge. And yeah, there was about ten other people in there, so. Not too crowded. Uh, the box office. Did you see the box office numbers? I did not. I'm assuming it's astronomical. So it's kind of it's kind of soft. It's kind of disappointing. Really? It made I believe 138 was the number for the weekend. The domestic number. Just domestic. Worldwide, it's made almost half a billion already. I was going like, to say worldwide, they were yeah. expecting almost 600 yes. million dollars or whatever for the weekend. Yeah, because uh, it's opening in China. It's one of the few movies that, that can be shown in China. China. Yeah. yeah, so this is like they were expecting big numbers. And apparently they did get those big numbers. But over here, they're expecting a little more like 170. So there's no competition, though, for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So this is how Avatar became the number one movie of all time by hanging around. Same thing yeah. with Titanic, right? It just hung around forever. So there's nothing coming out for a couple of weeks, you know, let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah. And I think, whereas like we were talking recently about Wakanda forever, still hanging around, making a lot of money, but we didn't see the, yeah. the appeal in replay value with this movie. I do see the appeal hundred percent. And you don't want to show people, your friends like you guys yeah. see this, bro. Come on, let's go. You know, and, and there you're basically time limited here you're never going to be able to get this kind of theatrical experience you know once it's out of theaters it'll i'm sure it'll be here for another month two months whatever but once it's out of theaters it's out of theaters and like you said you wanted to make sure you saw it in a very high quality theater it's not something you want to wait around for disney plus on and i completely get that and i think a lot of um cinephiles will feel the same way and probably see this movie two, three times, if not more, just to be able to have that experience. I agree. So I'm very interested to see what happens because we're guaranteed part three. Part three is coming out in 2024. That's already been filmed and that's done. Okay. Now, part four, I believe, is not completed. I don't know if it's some of it was done or something, but supposedly that also... 
depends on how these movies do. So we might, you know, Avatar being this big, huge thing, but six sequels yeah. pump the brakes, Johnny, not so fast. Six sequels in a series. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't want that. The, the thing with this movie, and I want to say, like, the performances were pretty good in the sense that, like, at no point am I going, oh, this person sucks, or ah, I don't really buy that. I thought even the kids, for the most part, whereas, you know, they're, could be annoying in certain situations, but like as far as the actual acting was great, but like then you you don't really understand who these actors are because of all the yes the CGI because of the CGI. I had no idea who anybody. I was so, like, who the fuck are these? You're people? looking at it and you're like, Kate Winslet was in this movie. Like Zoe Saldana is in this movie. Like these are famous people, and you literally have no idea that they're in this movie. Yeah, hundred percent. It's crazy, but that's uh. So it is, but it's all CGI, bro. The humans are barely in the movie. They they brought back people from the first movie. They're in the movie for like fucking four seconds. Yeah. They brought back uh robot. Mm, hello, I'm a robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. From from <laughs> grandma's, um, from grandma's, grandma's house. house. <laughs> and so you know, he's in it for literally like two minutes. It's like and then even Ripley his avatar from alien. Guy. Yeah, because She's supposed to be dead, but yeah, uh, she's she's being held in stasis or whatever. And I believe she's she's doing the she does the voice of the her daughter, you know, the younger girl. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Since it's her, you know, makes sense. Uh, you said the movie was long. Uh, I don't think the movie dragged, but you do feel that it's a long movie. Like I wasn't like, all right, wrap this up, but it was like. Well, okay. Like this, there were a lot of scenes that I felt kind of did drag, but I understand with the way this this movie is built as a visual spectacle. It's not being presented as oh, here's a phenomenal story. This is simply for you to sit there, spend your time, and look at, and leave the theater going, "Wow, that was fucking pretty." So a lot of the scenes that I felt got very long, like the one, like the bad son when he's out with the killer whale or whatever, like sure. there's a lot of time you can shave off these types of things, but at the same time, they're there because they're able to add all these effects and give this clarity and this vision, like stuff that you've never seen before in a movie. So I get why they're long. So did it feel like it dragged? Yes, but I can understand it. It's a vibe movie. So like... When you're in the water, you're chilling. You're, you're chilling. You're hanging with the fish. You're on the water. So, sure, I get that. Uh, that could feel like a drag. But, uh, okay, very good. Very good, Joe. Oh, I'm, I mean, they, I'm the the best film critic in the world right now. I've, <laughs> I got to be up I just, for it. I, I wasn't sure how you respond to the movie, you know, because it's long. No, and... but there are thousands of people. Who listen to this podcast every week and they hang on my every word. And they they will not go see a movie unless I give it a certain level of main man here. I agree. I want to make sure I'm providing the best possible review that I can. All for the shoonies. Well, I mean, I I think that they're hanging on to to hear this this main man here. I think I'm about to hit some music. Better.
Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, baby. Avatar 2. Way of the water. Don't have kids. Yep. Don't have kids. <laughs> Family's important. Family. Um, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Love it. And, uh, Main man and, standings, baby. And drink Michael's secret stuff. That way you could beat the evil <laughs> Sean Bradley. <laughs> uh, I think this is a really tough movie to give a grade to. You almost got to give it two separate grades. One for the actual... Uh, content of the story and one for the just the spectacle that it is visually i mean am i happy i saw it in theaters yeah i am because tv would not do it justice i don't care what kind of fucking tv you have in your house it's just not going to do it justice so if you're on the fence go to the movies and see this as a story i don't know two and a half main man right i think that's fair it's probably even a little generous this story is not that great. Like we said, it's like any other fucking movie where some guy feels some upward sense of machismo and he's got to be the one to protect his baby. So, <laughs> yeah, fine. It's fine, I guess. But visually, I, I mean, quintuple main man, I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm. Visually, yeah, as an yeah. event, as, a, as an experience, five stars. No, I agree there. Um, so I walked out of the theater with my wife and we're talking and we say the same thing where we go, we enjoyed the movie. Like we weren't bored watching it. We had fun watching it, but like, you know, Avatar three is going to come out and I'm going to run to the theater to see the spectacle. But like, I'm not like, man, I, that Jake Sully, I can't fucking wait. What is he going to get into next week? Yeah. I just, I need yeah. to know. Literally. I have zero connection or no, compassion for any of the characters here i i forget their names every two seconds because i just there's just a bunch of blue people running around yeah and you know i'm sure there's people who love these movies yeah there is there's plenty of people who you know? dress up in real life as navi who have had their body tattooed blue like the navi and now it. must feel really stupid that they found out <laughs> that there's water ones now that are a different color Exactly. It's like, oh, I didn't really love this blue, but I love this movie. Now it's like, oh. <laughs> so, as a whole experience, I'm gonna give it a, a three and a half main man here because uh, the visual is a big part of it, and the story. While we're saying it's simple and everything, it's not terrible or nothing. It's just you've seen it before, just like the first movie. You know, you've seen it before, and this movie is hitting some of the same. Kind of beats as the first one because in the uh, first in a one, lot of ways yes because in the first one it's all about uh him learning the ways of of the Navi oh you don't know how to do things you're a baby and what are they doing in this one you don't know how learning to do the things. ways of you're the water because it's a whole nother culture so you know so I get it but uh no three and a half definitely please go see this movie in the movie theater if you gotta wait. For a Tuesday where it's a little cheaper, you know, $7 movie day or whatever. But uh, I think it, it needs to be seen. It's uh, it's incredible to look at. And uh, don't wait for Disney Plus because you people, I don't know how you got the best system. But, you know, you're streaming. It, it ain't going to look that good. 
I know you ain't running out to buy the Blu-ray or something I, where yeah, you can actually ultra see it. 4K, you know, whatever. Like, like that's different. But streaming, no, you ain't getting the fucking the capacity that it look, needs. Look, I, I don't care how good your TV is. Like we all have nice TVs now. I got I seventy mean, inches. Fucking sexy, bro. I'm seventy soft. But at the same time, <laughs> it's it's not going to be comparable to a 3D no. IMAX experience. And if you have the the means and the resources and the time, especially with the holiday it's breaks the coming I up get for school, time. you know, if you have, you know, people are out of school right now or, or about to go on vacation, take the I day. If people go, waited. Go see that. Maybe they waited like, oh, I'll see you next week when I'm off. Yeah. You know, when I'm with my friends are off, maybe we'll go catch it next week. So I'm very interested to see the box office next and, week. And I'm someone who tells you almost every week you could wait to fucking stream yes. or yes. watch it on twitch.tv slash mezmovie. But this week, go to the fucking movies. Yeah. You know. See what an actual major motion picture looks like in 2022. And then think about what a movie spectacle was when you were a kid and how far we've come because as much as we hate the technology for costing us an hour and a half to start this podcast uh it's actually kind of fun and cool to look at when the, when technology's done right hell yeah love it all right avatar way the water and that's the last time we'll think of those blue people for two years yeah and and now they'll be out of our head until it's time for the new movie to come about <laughs> Can't wait. They don't uh, have like uh like an action figure tie-in or anything. Like I can't think of like Avatar's not like a big merch machine. Like you would think so. This like is why this. it's so crazy. That's why, like, to be the I think that's right, like, that's the main reason people hate on the movie, right? If this movie wasn't the number one movie of all time, right? People would just be like, whatever, Avatar, you know? It'd be like a Transformer movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody cares about the fucking Transformer movie. But in all honesty, I think that's a good comparison. It's it's just a much prettier, but transform it's a Transformer movie. You know, it's just spectacle for spectacle. And uh, I think the reason that it, it it just had this longevity, I don't know. But uh, like you said, I don't see any action figures. Uh, it ain't, they ain't giving no Happy Meals at McDonald's. You just ordered McDonald's, right? There was no fucking yep. toy yep. there. There was no Avatar toy. Just the biggest movie in the world. How is there not a tie-in somewhere? Like, but you know, we, they have the Pandora world at Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World, but... I mean, you would think something like this is driving tens and hundreds of millions of dollars in all kinds of licensing. But again, maybe we're just missing it. Maybe, you know, the 25-year-olds, maybe the 30-year-olds, maybe the maybe we just missed it. Maybe it, like, blew their mind, right? Because if you were 12 when you saw Avatar, it probably blew your fucking mind, right? Like, do you think this is... Do you think there's a generation of people out there where this is their Star Wars? That's what I mean, right? Like, if you were 12 and you saw Avatar, like, holy shit, if you go see this movie this weekend and you're a little kid, this movie's going to fucking rock your socks off, bro. Maybe. Like, you ain't, like I, I, I guess so. I don't know. Because when you're little, right, you don't, you don't pay attention to story like that. Storylines don't matter. Like, you don't pick up on things like that. You just... Kind of there for the spectacle, so. But still, you do get invested in certain characters and some others that you don't care. I mean, just look at, think about well, wrestling maybe. when you were a kid. There was a reason you liked Shawn Michaels and and you didn't My like favorite wrestler, yeah. 
but there's a reason you liked him and didn't like Duke the Dumpster Drossy. You know what I mean? Like you, there are ways for you to get invested in characters even at a young age. There are reason people wanted to grow up and be Luke Skywalker and didn't give a fuck about you know Wedge Antilles. I'm Jake Sully. <laughs> yeah, like are they, that's what for I mean, Halloween, though. right? You ever seen a Halloween costume of a Navi, a little kid, right? No, now I, I, I can't say. I'm probably the wrong person to ask because Florida really, yeah, is different. We don't have like I don't live in like a real neighborhood where I see people out trick or treating. But when I do go to the theme parks and I do go a decent amount, I look at the T-shirts people are wearing. I don't. I've never seen. I can't think of any time I've seen like an Avatar T-shirt. I saw someone the other day with one. I said, "Oh my god, an Avatar shirt!" And like I made a thing of it, but like I can't remember. Ever seen anyone wearing an Avatar shirt? You know, but this is how I kind of gauge things. You know, it's we used to be able to go to the mall all the time, right? Because we all used to go yeah. to shopping malls quite a bit more. So you knew when something was cool and when something was hot because you would see people wearing the shirts, the wrestling yeah. shirts. When when the NWO was hot, everyone's wearing an NWO shirt everywhere. Cartman shirts. I was, and that was going to be my next thing. South Park shirts were everywhere when they started coming out with South Park shirts. Everybody was wearing one. Hell I mean, yeah. I I want to say like I had five. five I, think I had a whole bunch. Beefcake, I, I, baby. I had the beefcake. I think Respect Salisbury steak day was my first one. <laughs> I want to say a South Park T-shirt might be the first thing I ever used my own credit card on. Love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you gone to the Pandora World in Animal Kingdom? I've never been actually. Can you go and tell me? Yeah, I can. Check but that like out because I'd be interested to see like how they do like the ride's probably crazy, right? It's probably pretty good, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's very well done and very immersive because that's what the theme park experience is nowadays. So I'm sure it's enjoyable. I've never been though. Cause I just like I would want to walk. Maybe that's why just... I haven't seen the shirts. Maybe because I go to the other parks and all the, sh- I mean. the, the like avatar shirts are there. Like if you go to the Pandora World section. Is everyone wearing Avatar shit, or are they just walking around like us, going, oh, "I just want to see." Do you the think Avatar they wear thing? Navi costumes like the that's at the other I'm, parks where they get like princess dresses? Up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is. Am I gonna have to buy my niece a fucking princess dress for Disney? <laughs> I mean, she, she would love a princess dress. She's she's the princess. She wears princess dresses all the time, just for fun. <laughs> who does? Who would she want to be? Like, we're gonna have to take her to Bippity Boppity Boutique. Oh, I love it. That sounds great. We're starting to to make the plans now. We were looking. It was too early to book uh, dinner and stuff with people. I guess you could only so certain months in advance, you know. So the it wasn't up to that. So we got to start planning that. Oh, Who we want to have yeah, lunch it's, with? It's usually about six months in advance. Yeah. When I went to know, yeah, when I went to look, it was uh, it was it was blacked out. Like it wasn't. I couldn't go to that date. Cause uh, who should we have lunch with? Like, uh, who's who's the the hot ticket item? Who, who's the oh, one well, we want to have mean, lunch with? You probably want to do um, the dinner with the beast, right? <laughs> oh, that's what they do. They do dinner with the beast. <laughs> Yo, in one of the parks, yeah. You you go to like the the be our guest. Uh... Oh, so maybe we have to do that. I gotta I gotta see who's got who's got the hot party. Who's got the good dinner too? I want to make sure I'm, you know, I'm eating good in the castle. Yeah, the, just... the beast eats good, probably right. He's probably probably eats people. 
Oh no, I don't want to go there then. <laughs> never mind. You know, be our guest is like soil and green. It's people. Oh no, never mind. We'll just uh, we'll get a. He's a, a, nice he's a goddamn sandwich. beast. That, that these all his servants were probably thrilled that they turned into shit like candles and clocks. They're like, oh, this motherfucker ain't gonna eat a candle or a clock now. <laughs> But when Mrs. Potts is walking chip around there, they, the beast is looking at him like he's fucking veal. Did you know? Did you see that they did uh, Beauty and the Beast live this past week on one of those Channel 4 NBC? It must have been ABC, right? I guess. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, they did They did it, and apparently there was like a, they did some animation. They did live animation. I don't know. Oh. It sounded crazy. I but, didn't uh, hear didn't hear of it, didn't see it. Josh Groban was the beast. And he wore this like uh it looked like an ectoskeleton suit, kind of like an avatar, you know, like Edie Falco uh, just showing up in yeah. one of those things, <laughs> drinking coffee. Was it that like one of those things? Like, don't get me wrong, it's a small role, and you, you get it, and you put someone in there and you say, Oh shit, that's fucking Edie Falco. But like, is it really necessary to have an Edie Falco in that role? Maybe she's more important in like three, four, five. You know what I mean? You show her now. You know, you drop her in. Like, oh look, here she is, and then she shows. Like, she up. seems like she's like the big boss. She's of- in charge of everything. Yeah. So maybe you know now we need a we need a new bad guy because I don't think they could bring this gonna- guy. Well, I mean, he's still alive though. But I don't think they're gonna bring him back like that. Like I think. Like he might be around, but I don't think he's going to be the main. They can't well, he's got to recruit the rest of the monsters now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, but there's Avatar. I will go check out. I will see uh, when I can make a trip to Animal Kingdom and walk through Pandora. That way I can give a full and comprehensive report. Um, I was planning on doing some Disney over the Christmas weekend. But my schedule has been thrown into flux. Oh, no. And in addition to that, we're actually expecting temperatures down into in the 30s for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day during the day. Like, you know, sometimes, yeah, early in the morning, like usually I'm an early riser because I wake up for work. It's yeah, it could get very cold in the morning sometimes during our two weeks of winter. But now you're talking about daytime temperatures being in the fucking 30s i don't know if i want to spend the day walking around fucking disney in 30 degree temperatures when i need to be crying myself to sleep under a blanket instead i just that's not supposed to happen like that's you live in florida baby that's not you live there for a reason even the other day like i wear shorts to work every day and i have like work shorts so it's fine but someone looked at me and they're like aren't you fucking cold and i go listen maybe i am but I did not move all the way down here to Florida to have to wear pants. The so truth, I get it. <laughs> I, I will be goddamned before I put on long pants. God bless. That's... <laughs> uh, we watched. Uh, we watched something else this week, Joe. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome, boys and girls, to the five weeks of staying. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you to Gomez for posting this stuff up on Twitch.tv/slash Mezmovie for us to watch this week. By the way, Gomez, what? you know what we forgot? 
What we forget? Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. <laughs> the plugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Car Jomez on social media, leave a review. Uh, we didn't get any new reviews this week, but thank you. Uh, if you want to leave one, screenshot it, tweet it to us at Car Jomez, and we'll send you out an 8 by 10 like we did for Donnie Deadboy last week. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank so, yeah, there's all that. But I appreciate Gomez doing this stuff. We're getting some kind of hard to find stuff to watch and we could all watch it as a group, a community. Maybe we could even set up a date and time where we could do a live chat with it during uh, one as we go forward. We're, you know, Gomez and I are experimenting with a lot of new things to try to do some new stuff in the 2023. Yes, exciting. This year we had two shows, one that I picked, one that Gomez picked. Obviously mine was the fun one and Gomez (laughs) was the, the stabby stabby one. So right. we had Tales from the Crypt mm. and All Through the House, I believe the episode is called. Yes, it is. And it's a story of a, an escaped mental patient who's dressing up as Santa and causing a ruckus. Yeah. And then we also had Married with Children, a two-part classic. It's a Bundy full life where Al... Uh, dies for a moment and sees what life would be like had he never existed and he decides whether he wants to live or not that way his guardian angel sam kinnison can get his wings yes have you ever seen it's a wonderful life it's one of those things that was obviously it's on all the time all every year yeah so it was i don't know nowadays yeah as a kid i refused to watch it because it was in (laughs) black and white (laughs) i get it I was I wasn't watching anything that was in black and white. In fact, I remember the first time I rented the movie Clerks and it starts off in black and white. I said, what the fuck is this? And I shut it off. Hysterical. (laughs) But that's that's kids. Kids, we complain us, you know, cinephiles here. We complain because uh, the youngsters, they won't watch anything past like 2000. They won't watch anything from the 90s. That's too old for them. But hey, like, bro, we just complained Disney Junior wasn't in HD today. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I tell, I think it's just my stupid cable. I believe other people, but the stupid optimum, there is no uh, HD. You know, and speaking of the 90s, Gomez, did you see the news that Fox, or I'm sorry, is it, it might be Fox, it might be Netflix too. We're going to get a that 90s show. I believe it's Netflix. I, th- I want to say, yeah, I said Fox, but as soon as I said it, I thought it might have been Netflix. Yeah, so originally on Fox, so I understand you would think they would want to keep their property. They probably yeah. said no, thank you. But uh, I'm excited. We had the '80s show uh, that was didn't have any of these people. It was just trying to do a whole different yeah, thing. Not good. Not good. But so we're getting the '90s, but we're we're bringing back some of our favorites from the '70s. So that's that's a cute idea. I like the idea of this. Yeah, I'll probably check it out and watch it a little bit once it comes out, but. Not going to commit to it because uh, some things aren't worth sticking with, you know, like we saw with that Blockbuster show. Oh, goodbye, Blockbuster. Canceled. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, just not a good show. Did you watch that 80s show when it came out? I watched one or two episodes. It wasn't terrible, but it, it was wasn't, pretty bad. It wasn't like it was. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I like the girl. She had a mohawk. and Yeah, it was, it was a pretty bad show. Whatever. It took everything. That made that 70s show kind of cute and endearing, you know, and the fact that they had these fleshed out characters and they just 
in that 80s show, everything was a stereotype and everything was, was wink, trope. wink. Hey, is the, I'm on a cellular phone. Yeah. Like it's all that kind of. <laughs> so it just, it really didn't have the charm that wasn't, and it wasn't necessarily a, a spinoff of that 70s show. No, it was just trying it. It was just trying. It was the idea of just, but the, the one guy, the 80s now. Dennis from it's yes. always sunny. He's like the main character in that yes. 80s show. And he's supposed to be, Eric Foreman's cousin or something. So that's supposed oh, to be the connection there. Okay. But yeah, it that's just funny. so I'm interested to see what they do with that 90s show. And this is the part that kills me. And we talk about this all the time. It's just, is it really that long ago from like the 90s? And it's like, motherfucker, it's longer from now yeah, to the, the 90s than it was from that 90s show to the fucking 70s. Yeah, that's happening a lot nowadays, and uh, I'm not a fan, bro. Can't say I like that. (laughs) No. (laughs) But this week we did watch Tales from the Crypt and Married with Children. It's a Bundy full life. And no, I refuse to watch It's a Wonderful Life because it was in black and white. And you know what? I don't buy into that Christmas bullshit, that Christmas magic shit. So it's not for me. So we watched these episodes because we figured, oh, this Avatar is such a long movie. I didn't want to make Joe have to watch 400 hours of of content this week. So we kept it short and sweet here with, uh, you know, 40 minutes of uh, stuff each year. Uh, Married with Children, this is, uh, is this like uh, an all time? Like when people talk about like their favorite episodes, is this like some one of them they talk about? It comes up a lot as one of the more memorable episodes. Yeah. And... In it's a lot fine, of ways, I don't know why. It's like a fine episode. I think it's just probably because the guest star and probably because it's a wonderful life, especially back then. Meant a know, lot more was, to the culture, was yes. a bigger deal. So it's probably that. Like, oh, my God, that's so funny. They did their version. Like, it's it's a good it's a good episode. It's two-part episode. I always like, um, like to-be-continued episodes of sure. sitcoms because we didn't have a lot of serialized style style writing for the most part everything we were getting at that time was episodic uh so whenever you would get like a multi-part episode in anything whether it be a cartoon or regular sitcom it was like oh okay great yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's true uh with this episode the the whole thing is al has been putting money away all year uh, to save and buy people christmas gifts but he gets held up at work and he was trying to to squeeze out the last little bit of interest in this fucking Christmas account. So he waits to the last minute to go to the bank. But by the time he's able to get to the bank, they're closed for the Christmas holiday. And his family is pissed because they don't have Christmas gifts now. And they were expecting Christmas gifts. So they go to Denny's and get the holiday feast. Like I would do. Of course. Uh, They do that without him. And they leave him home to um, stew in his loneliness He takes it upon himself to set up the Christmas lights. And as he's doing that, he puts a screwdriver in the light socket, electrocutes himself. And while he's unconscious, he gets to meet his guardian angel, Sam Kinison, who leads him through what life would be like had he never been born. And then he gives him the option. Do you want to live or do you want to stay dead? Because while he's dead, he sees that his family has one of the most charmed lives imaginable as part of the Jab- Jablonski clan with their their new dad, Ted McGinley, 
<laughs> it was the first appearance of Ted McGinley in Married with Children before he became a regular cast member as Jefferson later on. Love but it. here he's just replacement dad and, you know, they're a happy, well-off family. And Al decides he wants to live because he refuses to have all of the rest of his family be that happy without him. <laughs> Bundy to the end, baby. <laughs> It's a fun episode. I my favorite thing about the episode was uh what was it like a hundred and something dollars that he was trying to get from the bank? Like it was, it was like, something like 250 bucks. It was like something like like oh wow, they were like, Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. it. A like, year worth of savings. <laughs> a year's worth of savings was two hundred and fifty dollars, and the family's going absolutely bananas. That we can all get gifts. Every, that they would all be able to get good <laughs> gifts with two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, it's it. also interesting <laughs> to me. I always felt like this was an early season episode, and it's really like a season four thing. Yes, it was later on. Yeah. Well, I mean, later on, it was ten seasons of Married with Children, but yeah, I always so felt like it was bad. like season one or two. But it's actually closer to. I want to say it's season four. And just like that kind of is like, wow, like the show by four seasons is probably established by then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So just kind of weird there. We got Marcy being a, a hoe at the bank, which I always love those little stories where you get like glimpses into Marcy being a freak. Yes. <laughs> She's always got it in her. <laughs> I know this is one of your favorite shows. So I was excited to watch it because uh, I've never seen this episode. So, you know, I've watched Married with Children just here and there. Like, it's never been like uh, I've seen every episode. So I'm familiar with the show, but I never watched it like that. So it was fun to watch. Like I said, I didn't think it was this amazing episode, but it was a fun episode. I, I love being with yeah. I like these characters. Like, I always like spending time with them. Married with Children, for me, it was one of those shows that was on in syndication all the time. So whenever I would get home from school, you'd have, like, your after-school block. And then once the cartoons were over, it would go into, like, Saved by the Bell, Charles in Charge, and then as it got a little yeah. later, maybe like the seven o'clock or something, you would get like an hour of Married with Children. So that's really where I became a big fan of Married with Children was every day after school, I'd watch it for an hour and think it was the greatest thing. Um, I didn't think this episode, you know, when we when we look back on older stuff, you say, oh, that's kind of problem problematic now. I didn't really see that with this episode. It's kind of just the the story. Um, but yeah, I it is often brought up as like, I guess like the classic Mad with Children Christmas episode. And I thought it was fine. It was enjoyable. Um, but like you said, I don't think it's really necessarily like an all-time classic Mad with Children episode. There was, you had mentioned this episode. So I said, oh, we'll just do this one. And so when I was looking to see what episode it was, you know, I just Googled Married with Children Christmas. I believe there was another episode that a lot of people love. Like there's one Christmas episode. I don't know how many Christmas episodes they've done, but there was one that I was seeing that was coming up a lot. I wish I remembered what season it was. I'll look uh, back. I'll, uh, I'll look well, back. that's for another time. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't think we got to hit any music. But, no, no, no. I go it's good. thumbs up. I like this. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's fine. I mean, for me, it's probably a triple main man. I enjoy yeah, it, and that's sure. about as far as I get with it. Yeah, that works for me. Three. That's fine. After that, we watched uh, 
we had some some fun little stuff on the stream there. I tried to fill it up with some uh, some wacky shit that I could find. Yeah, you found some wacky shit, and and I did mention the episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yes, that followed up here. Uh, this is a classic episode from season one of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, I believe this also uh, was in the movie from the seventies. There was a they did a segment with this. This is a very famous. Yes. Segment. So that's what I was finding because I was looking for something to post on socials this week. And I found that there was a, actually a comic as well, a Tales from yes. the Crypt comic under the same name. Yeah, that's what that's where all the, the Tales from the Crypt come yeah. from. All based on the comics. I've uh I've collected some of the comics. I think they're they're fun. The little like handheld, like they're not a full size comic. They're kind of okay. like uh I guess uh mini like comics. A, Mini comics, whether like six by nine, six by you know, something like that, like just tiny kind of remind me six by nine soft. <laughs> it reminds me of like, uh, did you get the, the Disney magazine or the Disney book? Like, at the oh, it was like a digest size, like, remember, yes, it's like a digest side. There you go, <laughs> read his digest. Remember that? Yes, I do. Oh, my goodness, used to do the little thing there. I used so, to get uh, a baseball digest. Uh, oh, it was the same house. size, little size the like same that. Size, and it, I, it, I used to always love the crossword puzzles that were in those because yes. it was, you know, it wasn't just general yeah. knowledge; it was yeah. just baseball knowledge. I was a lot better at that than like, you know, what is the periodic table sign for fucking argon? Like, how the fuck do I know? <laughs> Why do I want to know? Fuck that. <laughs> so yeah, so uh. I put it up on the stream because I don't know what the rights issue is, but you know, Tales from the Crypt stuff is not the easiest to find. I think even like the DVDs aren't so easy to get nowadays. I uh, I had bought them when they first came out. I love I love Tales from the Crypt. That was one of my go to shows. You stay up late, you throw on that HBO one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning after the the titty movie ended, and you get to watch Real a, Sex uh, Four. Real sex for taxi cab confessions, you know, shit like that. Dream and on. Then, uh, <laughs> love Dream On. Dream On was the best for a young, <laughs> young girl. Remember, like, I, I, I'm sorry to like cut you off, but Dream no, On was great. It was Dream crazy. On got moved to like a Sunday night Fox block at one point. Yes, it, it did. I remember like, that. It was on like after the X Files or something. And it was like, wait a minute, like, and for me, who never had cable as a kid, I've heard of that dream on, and I'm like, oh man, they're gonna be the show is coming to the like all the boobs. The show with all the boobs is coming to find, and then there were no boobs. <laughs> there, uh, I believe that's a show that's very hard to uh, to get. Like that's like nowhere. Oh really? Yeah, like that's no DVD. Like that's like kind of like forgotten. Yeah, you know, like now that you mention it, I can't ever remember. There was a period of time where every show under the sun was coming out with a DVD release, and maybe you know only one season. It would kind of be like they would test the market to see how it sold, and then like you get season one, but that would be it. Like so, the other there were three other seasons. They would never see the light of day. Sucks. I can't ever remember seeing any kind of release for dream on no that's what i'm saying i i I know when people start complaining and they talk to hbo hbo max give us give us all this we want all this we want dream on like those are things people always complain for some reason those shows are not easily accessible (laughs) like tales from the crypt uh 
how familiar are you with Tales from the Crypt? Like, you know it exists, right? But like, I know it exists, and I remember episode? I've never seen an episode of the show. I did see. You see Demon Knight? I was going to say, in the 90s, I saw the Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood movies. Dennis Miller, yeah. So (laughs) the the soundtrack for Demon Knight was a a big hit in my house. It was loaded. You had the filter song, Hey Man, I Shot. It had the radio edit of Cemetery Gates. Ooh, fire. Yeah. like Yo, I don't give a fuck. To this day, you put on Cemetery Gates by Pantera, and you can think whatever you want about Phil Anselmo today. I He's don't a give piece a shit. Of shit. That's all right. He's a piece of shit, and it's fine, and we move on. But yo, that fucking song is a fucking all timer, bro. You gonna you gonna see them when they come around tour? So I thought about it. I don't think it's for me. Like I just I the don't see the vibe of the the place and everything. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I get it. And, and it's like, oh, do I really? They hated Phil at the end. Like, yes, this is not this is not a this is a reunion because they're dead. Yes. The people who who, who would do this, they they're gone and yeah. they never want anything to do with this guy. And uh now they're gone, so he's like, fuck that. I got my band back. And so. he's playing with like Zach Wilde is joining them on the tour. And yeah. I'm almost like like Zach Wilde is this guy who's like, you know, the fan in the business. You know what I mean? Sure. Like He's the the met like the biggest metal fan who like is living out his dream. It's almost like when Zack Ryder talks about action figures, you know? It's like, oh, he's the <laughs> fucking fan, but he's like the guy who gets to do it too. Like that's how I feel Zach Wilde is for heavy metal. And the fact that he's playing as part of Pantera on this tour Crazy. just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, if anyone should know his how much Dime with, uh, and Vinny yeah. hated his Phil. Best friend, yep. Like yeah so yeah i'm i don't think i want to go i would just uh leave the memories alone i will see them if they are on a show with something else that i'm gonna see but i'm not gonna go out of my way to see Pint. i saw him plenty of times back in the day mm-hmm. I, i've seen him with slayer can't beat that a pantera slayer show get the fuck out of here so they were one of I'm my good. first concerts <laughs> i saw them at the Nassau coliseum in long island i was like 14 or so that's awesome. And I got like Love my it. ass fucking beat in that I fucking imagine, trying to be in the mosh pit, trying to be tough at 14. Not a good Hell idea. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's that's the story of Joe. You got to start somewhere, baby. Why do we fall down, Mr. Gomez? <laughs> so we Get can learn to guy. pick ourselves up, Mr. Shoes. <laughs> so what do you think uh, Tales from the Crypt here, baby? I got to say, I was um, I was really into this. It's Tales, really good. From, Tales from the Crypt has a way, and I'm not a horror person, but they have this way of making you feel the tension, but not necessarily scared. If that makes sure. sense, like yeah. I don't enjoy being it's scared. Different. Yeah. So th- there's a there's a way to build suspense and a way to build tension without um, causing fright. And Tales from the Crypt, even when I watched Demon Knight, especially in the 90s, I had even less of a stomach for horror stuff. Sure. But even Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood, there's the, the way they do things is, is comedic in a sense where it yes. provides levity, but it doesn't necessarily ruin the suspense of the story. And with this story, I thought it was pretty good. I, there were some good moments, some stuff I wasn't expecting. And uh, I actually enjoyed this episode a lot. I was actually glad I watched it. See, I love 
I love short form horror. I feel like short stories and short movies, they work great for horror because sometimes you got a great idea, you got a great premise, and you, you know, 20 minutes, boom, it's dynamite. Yeah. 40, 50 minutes now, it's like you, you're trying to make it work, and that happens a lot. A lot of times, a lot of these horror movies will bang a short films and then they stretch it and it's just like, uh, it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, and then it becomes fetch. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so I love I love shows like this, Tales from the Crypt, where you just get, it's 21 minutes, in and out, boom, love it. Love it, love it. This is a great episode, one of my favorites. I was uh, happy to show this to you. Because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Christmas horror nowadays. It's become a thing. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get. So like this is a segment we could do for 400 years because there's like 10 fucking horror movies. I watched the movie, bro, where a lady gets bit by a reindeer and it's like a werewolf reindeer thing. Like, it's... well, I believe it. <laughs> so like, there's just there's no fucking vet in the North Pole giving these motherfuckers <laughs> shots. They're pumping out these things. This is a, I would say, a classic. Uh, I don't. See I was going to say, people... like, where where does this episode rank amongst the Tales of the oh, Crypt fan? Tales base? from the Crypt. This is this is definitely a high up on the Tales from the Crypt fan base, hundred percent. If you're talking Tales from the Crypt, people are always bringing this up. But if you're talking Christmas horror, I don't think this gets brought up a lot. I think it's a forgotten thing because it's not something that's in your face all the time. You know, mm. it's not something where I could go. I want you to check this out. I put it on my stream because I'm good fuck. But, uh, you know, there's no way for legally to see this thing. What are you going to do? Huh. You know, you can't talk about it. We can't champion it for something that's, you know, man, you guys, you got to see this fucking movie. You can't find it nowhere, but you got to. Fu- like, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. point of that? Like, it's, it's kind of silly. So at least we do this. We put the stream up. Hopefully people watch. We did get some. I always get some followers every time I do a stream. Thank you. And uh, I think we'll keep doing this stuff in the new year and have fun with it. I love to hear it. I, this episode, I like I said, I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm not necessarily a horror guy. I go triple and a half main man with this. Oh, yes. Yeah, at least a four. At least a four. Maybe more. It might be, it might be four and a half, or maybe. You know? And now there was one other thing on that stream, Gomez, that we need to There was to one other about. thing I wanted you to check out. Like you said... You love short form horror, and I think this is a great example of such a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a little short film called Treevenge. Oh, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, boy. It's about trees getting revenge. My goodness. <laughs> it's right there in the title. Christmas trees get cut down. They wonder why this is happening. What's happening, bro? And finally, they all decide they to rise up because they're all it. they're all sentient beings, and they say "fuck this," and they start getting revenge on the townspeople who have hung them up, you know, with love and care in their living rooms. You know, this is the uh, the last week of slaying and slaying because Christmas is this weekend, and uh, I felt we had a very good slaying and slaying. I believe you liked pretty much everything I showed you, right? I uh, I enjoy slaying and slaying. So more so than the Halloween season. So I needed to to the last thing you had to see, I needed you to see something a little a little over the top, a little a little more horror than probably what you've been watching this month. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I picked Revenge because uh 
when it gets going, it gets going, baby. Yeah, it, it does. Is. <laughs> Not so it's not only did the trees come alive, but they basically skin people, murder, they eat, murder, they murder. eat pets, they shove branches through the back of people's heads and poke out eyeballs and and then pull them close for a loving embrace as their branches go through two young lovers. It is <laughs> For a 15-minute short film, the amount of kills that they got in and yes. the amount of, like, what the fuck moments that are in packed in this 15-minute thing is actually very impressive. Yes. You see, this was a ex- perfect example I'm talking about. For 15 minutes, it's bananas. We try to stretch this to a... Yeah, if this minutes, was if this minutes, was a full movie, I'd be like, like, okay, enough, enough, enough already. But just to get the dose, you know, the first half is a little build up. You know, you just what's happening. The trees are wondering what's happening, and then the trees attack. And you know, it's about five minutes, but it's five minutes of just total fucking mayhem. There's so much blood. Uh, the kills are crazy. There's some crazy shit. This is. Fucking fantastic! I love this fucking short film. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I thought it was for what it is. I thought it was very well done. It's so much fun. This guy, uh, he made a movie, one of my favorites, Hobo with a Shotgun. So I looked him up and I saw that that was on the credits, and I was like, oh, I remember Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo, I love me some Hobo with a Shotgun. This is that same kind of. Pulpy, over the top, violent, uh, and I'm a big fan of that shit. So this is just fantastic. This is streaming on YouTube. You can find this. The guy makes it readily available. So if you go on YouTube, if you missed the stream, go on YouTube, type in Treevenge, and you will find the uh, the full length movie there. Oh, nice, very good. I love it, man. What a fun slaying and slaying we had here, Joe. A great season. Great, a like I said, season. I say it's a little easier here because it's easy to cherry pick because we're doing a theme because this, trust me, there's plenty of bad shit we could be watching. Well, like next year, woo, oh we already got Sutton penciled in next year. Jesus. We didn't get to see it because it came out too late, but did you see? I, I put the trailer on the stream. They I'm made Barbie, a, right? <laughs> they made a an evil Grinch horror movie. Did you see it? Yeah. No, I thought that was, that's new. It just came out literally December like fifteenth, like a week ago. Unbelievable! It played in the movie theaters for like a week, and it's not it's not available yet streaming anywhere. But so next year, I'm sure it'll be on two B or Shutter, or I'll just put it on the stream, mm-hmm. and we'll do uh just like we did with Jack Frost. Which one we'll is scary? Grinch and Grinch, yeah. Grinch and the Grinch. Jim is Jim Carrey is scary, or is this That's one pretty scary? fucking scary? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I'm very excited. I've got ideas for it. So. uh like we said, 2023 is going to be a fun year for the Card Jomez podcast. Yeah, and of course, if you guys have any ideas, anything we should watch, anything you want to know about, or or even ideas for what you kind of content you want us to provide or do for the podcast, feel free to reach out anywhere on social media at Card Jomez or send an email, cardjomez at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, next week? Yeah, what are we be- doing next week? It's uh, we're gonna do a best of, not a best of. We're gonna do a 
a best of 2022 episode. So a that, 2022 retrospective. Yes, recap, wrap it up, talk about our favorite stuff. We consumed a lot of content this year, whether it be books, video games, movies, TV shows, music. We'll talk about a little bit of everything next Gomez, week. Gomez, can I spoil things? Sure. Sure. So, listen, with everything we consume this year, there is one thing that stands head and shoulders, not self in blue, but head and shoulders above the rest from 2022. And that book is called Renegade Raid. It comes packed with the exclusive Mattel Creations Coldar figure, and it features the debut first appearance of Magistrate Joe Shoes in the universe of Masters of the Universe. Number one moment across all media this year. I love it. You ain't lying. <laughs> and I have a graded copy of that comic book now. Graded 9.8 by uh, CGC. I love it. It's a great gift. Great gift, Ralph. Yeah, love thank it. you, uh, Knick. So good. <laughs> so that's next week. We'll be wrapping up the year. And... Uh... But uh, we got to wrap this one up first. Yeah, so we're going to have to hit some music for that, don't you think? You know it, baby. It is now time for the Big Finish. (laughs) Big Finish time. Let me get this wheel up. Oh, my goodness. We had so much technical difficulties. (laughs) I forgot to put up the wheel. All right, Joe. Let's spin that wheel. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Ooh, all right. Today's big finish, Guns N' Roses songs. Here we go. Big uh, GNR fan because I am. I, I am one of my um, favorite bands growing up. Like they were like my favorite band. I fucking love Guns N' Roses. It's funny because whenever I hear Guns N' Roses, they're one of those bands that I'm like, I immediately want to hear more of. Yes. But at no point could I ever say like they were my favorite band or they were a band I went looking for. You know what I mean? It was one of those yeah. things like when they were there in front of me, I loved it. But I never put in the effort beyond that. I get it. That's a lot of people. That's what happens. Let's see. What would I pick? I know they just re-released uh, Use Your Illusion, like remastered and with like extra fucking like 60 tracks on the goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. I've uh, been meaning to check that out. Now I have a reason because we're talking about it. So now it's in my head and I'll probably listen to it tonight after the show. It's funny you say that because my number one Guns N' Roses song, I think... It, I think it's a banger, but I don't think it's the go-to for a lot of people. It's off Use Your Illusion 2. It's You Could Be Mine. I love, I love You Could Be Mine. You Could Be Mine, bro. Isn't that the uh, that Terminator song? What's the Terminator 2 song? Oh, it might be, actually. I think that's I don't Terminator remember 2 now. song. It's one of them things. Uh, that's a great song, bro. I love... Oh, my God. Don't cry. You, know, you could I be. Think Those are great. The thing is, I think you forget kind of how deep their catalog goes because some of their, you know, their top handful of songs are such like all time anthems for a lot of things 
that you forget that there's other songs there that are, you know, just as good, maybe just not as popular. Mm, I love uh, pa- Patience is a song that Patience, I love. Patience, used to love. I love that cover they do. Mr. Brownstone. Oh my God. And another one I like is not necessarily a go to, but Don't Damn Me. I I love. There's a hot opening for it, and I get really into it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine. Like, these are great songs. But, I mean, definitely for me, You Could Be Mine. Patience is great. Uh, Number three, I love Don't Damn Me. No, oh, November Rain. What am I doing? Like sometimes yeah. you know what? You sometimes know you don't have to dig for a reason. Yeah, the hits are hits for a reason. November Rain is just an absolutely beautiful song. It's amazing. November Rain. I'll do uh man. So you say you could be mine. I just want to hear that. So I'm a Chinese democracy guy, and you, uh, you are. And You're I will you. put I will put better. I think is one of the best Guns N' Roses song. Period. I love it. Uh, that would definitely be on my top three. That would be number two. And then for number three, we'll do, uh, let's do, mm, Don't Cry. Maybe Don't Cry. That's but a good we'll one. Do, but we'll do Don't Cry from Use Your Illusion 2. Like it's a little it's a little slower. Okay. We'll do that one. That's it. Guns N' Roses, baby. Oh, man, I'm so excited to listen to Guns N' Roses. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, you're almost making me want to turn it on right now. That's it, turn it on. One thing I want to say, because you said, when you said Don't Cry, it triggered in me, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Gomez, did you watch any of the World Cup final? I had planned to start with the World Cup, but our damn technical difficulties threw everything out of whack. Yeah, of course I watched the World Cup. Uh, I'm into... Events like that, I'm not crying. Like I watch soccer yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's on, and it's you know I don't mind. I love me some Houston Dynamos. Let's go, baby! <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> so of course I watched the World Cup. I wanted Messi to to get his uh, his championship there, and goddamn, what a match, bro! Holy it really shit. was. What a fucking back and forth. You know, you're 75 minutes in, into this oh, contest. Kicking that ass. I'm like, oh, I can't nothing. believe this it's ass It's basically whipping. over. And I, I'm going, wow. Like, France, I, I thought France Did was. Did not come to play, bro. And and I honestly thought going in, I'm like, wow. I, you know, I really them. think. I thought France was going to smoke Argentina. I had a feeling. I was like, and Messi's going to get here, nothing. Messi gets the penalty early. And then they come right back. And uh, I forget who scored the second goal, and it was just like it's two nothing, and you're 20 minutes in, and I'm going, oh wow! And France had zero possession, nothing, zero momentum. They looked they, terrible. And then all of a sudden, in the span of what two minutes, like 90 seconds, bro. It was they get insane. a penalty, and then uh, just an absolutely wonderful strike Beautiful from football. Mbappe from the oh from the corner God. of the 18. Absolutely incredible. And then to go into extra time, have Messi score again. Again, go up three to two, and then Mbappe comes right back, and and France gets another penalty on the handball, and then he finishes off the hat trick, insane. Only to go to penalties and see uh, Argentina pull it out. I'm happy. I'm Italian um, descent, but Argentina is kind of like Italy. Italy part two. You have over sixty percent of the population in Argentina who has Italian roots and heritage. So obviously, I was cheering. <laughs> For Argentina in this, I didn't think they were going to win this World Cup. I I thought they had a good team. I'm 
was kind of surprised that they made it as far as they did. They didn't look like a necessarily strong team at the outset of the tournament, but no, here they are. The and now match. you saw one of the all-time greats, you know, finally get his World Cup. It's so weird, you know, when, when you talk about legacy and stuff in any sport, you know, people talk about, okay, well, what championships has he won? You know, oh, did this quarterback win a Super Bowl? Did this guy win? The World Cup comes along once every four years. You have it's a very, to win. You have a very <laughs> finite amount of time and opportunity to win the World Cup. You think about it, a, a regular career. If you're a top level player, maybe you get into three World Cups. Three, four maybe. At the most, yeah. You know, Messi's in his fifth, and and yeah. was able to get there. You know, so that's lucky that he's had that kind of longevity and been able the way his ages lined up, been able to still be at a level of performance where he still justifies and merits being on the squad, you know, and being a top player on the squad. But that was the best part is he like, he didn't just win the world. He won the world cup. He was the main reason Argentina won that world cup. It wasn't just there for the ride. He actually said, nah, bro, this like, that's, that's an awesome story. Your last world cup. He says his last world cup, you know, well, it has to be. I mean, he's 36, I believe. So I think he's 35, right? So, I mean, you can't, you know, not, you won't be a, a you know, a star player, but, you know. Well, even at this age, people look at him and go, wow, I'm shocked he's still this high a level player. You know, soccer is a very physical game with all the. Oh, it is. It's insane. So, you know, we, we don't, we often don't give soccer, although the, the whole diving thing is a bunch of fucking pussy shit, but it's it is, too much. It's, it's too much. Yeah. It's... Um, but honestly, a very fun World Cup, uh, despite the political issues that surrounded this one. Yes. Uh, if if you haven't, I will recommend a little docu-series on Netflix about FIFA and the corruption behind it. Especially oh, that went along with um, awarding the World Cup to Qatar this year. Uh, it's a lot of bullshit. It's yes. a lot of bullshit. And you will be shocked by how blatant and just completely out in the open a lot of it is. Uh, And the fact that they got really everyone involved to come on camera and do interviews for it. Like, if I'm committing crimes, guess what I'm not doing? Going on Netflix. (laughs) They don't give a fuck. Come get me, bitch. That's really what it is. I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it's if if you look up FIFA right on Netflix, it'll come right up. It's uh, I want to say a three or four episode type docu series, very very interesting. Ooh, very interesting. All right. Well, uh, hit them with them plugs so we could get out of here today, Joe. Oh, uh, guys, thanks for a really fun episode. It's been a really fun year. Happy holidays to each and every one of you out there. Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa. You know, enjoy your Sunday if you're Jewish. Uh. Follow us on all the social media at Card Jomez. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. Leave a five-star review. And if and when you do, screenshot it. Tweet it to us at Card Jomez if you'd like to get a free signed 8x10 from both Gomez and myself. You can find all my personal stuff at The Joe Shoes. The Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. And we will be back next week with our 2022 retrospective, some of the best movies, books, TV shows, music that we've listened Everything. to, watched, whatever consumed. we want to talk. You know, uh, we did learn this year that books are to be read, not listened to. So if you, you do not get to say you read a book if you listen to it on mm-hmm. audio. Anyway. <sighs> with that being said, <laughs> let's make like Tom and Cruise. 
Peace. One, two, one, two, three, four, five.